What is up, my dudes? Welcome to Olympia Oddities. I'm Trista. And I'm Steven. And today, we're going to be telling you about an active case and a search for a missing girl that's happening close to our neck of the woods. Well, at least my neck of the woods. Oakley Carlson is a missing five-year-old girl from Oakville, Washington, who hasn't been seen since February 10th, 2021. Her parents have both been arrested, but refused to give any information about Oakley's location. We'll get into the background of the case, go through a timeline of events, and discuss the updates that have been happening in court. Before we start this episode, I'm going to give a content warning because we are talking about a missing child. We're also going to be mentioning child neglect and abuse, and talking about some pretty heavy and uh, pretty upsetting situations involving young children and drugs. So if that's something you're not comfortable hearing about right now, feel free to skip this one and we'll catch you again next time. This is one of those stories where it's impossible to talk about this without getting mad and without getting mad at a lot of people. Oh, yeah. No, I was about to say as as like the news has been coming out and everything. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to just get infuriated. So I want to take a second and recognize the people who are out there cooperating being a part of the investigation even though they don't have to they're just random people who are you know dedicating time and money and donating to like reward funds and being active on facebook pages because there are a lot of people out there who are trying to help find oakley but it's fucking sucks that her parents aren't aren't in those people oh yeah no absolutely i'm already mad i'm already mad and we're not even at the second paragraph it's scummy as hell Oakley was born on December 6, 2016, to parents Jordan Bowers and Andrew Carlson, and lived with them in Oakville, Washington, for the first few years of her life. The events surrounding Oakley's disappearance began in August of 2017. She was sent to live with her foster parents, Eric and Jamie Joan Jamie Joe Hiles. The Hiles were loving parents to Oakley and are super involved and active in trying to bring her home safe. Oakley arrived at their home in August of 2017 and stayed with them through November of 2019. When Jamie Hiles later spoke to a King 5 News about her time caring for Oakley, she said that there were multiple red flags while she was in their care. She said that there were times where she would contact CPS and say that she was concerned about something and they would say that they would investigate or look into things further, but they never really did anything. She says that after Oakley was returned to her biological parents, Jordan Bowers and Andrew Carlson, she would hear concerning things through the community grapevine and would reach out saying that she was concerned about what she was hearing, but she never had any follow-up from anyone. Red flags were raised once again when Oakley attended a Christmas celebration at her grandparents' house on December 25, 2020. Oakley's grandma later told police during their investigation that Oakley didn't look well and that she had dark circles under her eyes pale skin, and scratches or sores on her face. A poor girl. Seriously, this is already just... Oakley's grandma placed a call to CPS after seeing her in that condition at Christmas, but she never heard anything back from them. Court documents say that Oakley's grandma placing this call to CPS caused great waves within the family, and Jordan and Andrew stopped talking to them and have not seen them in person since since this incident took place. And, like, good on the grandma for making that call, because I can't imagine that's, like, an easy thing to do. It's just good on anybody for having called on any of that, but the fact that they don't seem to really be doing anything... Is absolutely infuriating. That's the thing, is you can call all day, and if nobody does anything, 
nobody does their jobs on the other side. Seriously. Situations like this happen. Mm-hmm. February 10th, 2020 is considered the last time that Oakley Carlson was seen alive. She was seen by someone described as associated with the family. Investigators had previously thought that the last time she had been seen was on January 27th, but the new date for the last time of her being seen is February 10th. On December 6, 2021, Andrew Carlson called 911 at around 5 p.m. to inform them of a fire that had taken place on their property earlier that day. His story to the dispatchers was that one of his daughters had used a cigarette lighter and caught the couch on fire. He said that he was able to put the fire out himself and didn't need any response, but he had called because he wanted to report the fire. Court documents say that Jordan Bowers had told several other people that Oakley had been the one responsible for starting the fire and that it had prompted a four-hour-long fight between her and Andrew. Fire investigators were able to confirm that a fire did take place at the home. Curiously, though, they suspect that this fire was started in the microwave on the kitchen counter and not on the couch like both parents claim. That's sus. Yeah, there's a lot of really weird things about this fire. That's, yeah, that's seriously weird. Oakville Elementary School principal Jessica Swift stopped by Oakley's house on November 10th, which was four days after the fire. She was dropping off some supplies to help the family out after the fire, and she stayed at the house for around 45 minutes. When she asked about Oakley, her parents said that she was in her room. Swift returned on November 24th to drop off some more supplies, and once again didn't see Oakley. She did see the couple's other three children, though, but no sign of Oakley at all during this five-minute stay. So, like, some people are starting to kind of notice, like, it's weird that we're going over to this house and there's no sign. Yeah. Shortly after this, on November 4th, 2020, November, shortly after this, on December 4th, 2021, Oakley's older sibling went over to Swift's house for a sleepover. Swift asked them about Oakley, but they got upset and told her that Oakley is no more. That's not spooky as hell to hear from a child. I can't even imagine, like, just asking that and getting that as an answer. Seriously. How how do you even react? You know what I mean? It's like, obviously, you can't freak out because you don't want to freak out the kid, but, like... It's just glass break shit bricks. I, yeah, I can't even That's I can't even put myself into her shoes reaction. because I can't even imagine that. Swift asked them again reaction. about Oakley, and this time they told her that Oakley had gone to live with her former foster family again. The next day, Swift asked Oakley's sibling if Oakley lived with them, and they responded no. They again said that Oakley was living with her former foster parents once again. Swift was super concerned with all of the red flags, and she contacted the Grays Harbor County Sheriff's Office to request a welfare check on Oakley. On December 6, 2021, officers from the Tumwater Police Department did a welfare check at the hotel Oakley's family had been staying at after the fire. The officers confirmed that Oakley was not present at the hotel. Andrew told the officers that Oakley was at her grandparents' house. When they asked him for his dad's phone number or address, Andrew claimed that he couldn't remember either. Or it's like, if your kid's at your grandpa's house, how do you not know the address? How do you not know the, the address? How do you not have a phone number? How do you... I just... He's just a liar and a bad liar at that. Seriously. This dude's a scumbag. Officers were still able to reach out to his dad, who told them that he hadn't seen Oakley since December of 2021. 
to repeat, we're in December of 20, or he hadn't seen Oakley since December of 2020, and we're in December of 2021 now. The grandparents haven't seen her for a year. That's just, a, that's too big of a fucking gap. That's way too big of a gap. The officers reported that Andrew didn't seem to be shocked by the news that Oakley wasn't with her grandparents at all. Which is like, most normal parents, if they said their kid was off at grandma's and you tell them, oh, the kid's not there, they go into panic mode. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I want to just, it, I, I, can't, I can't make words anymore. I got, it's I just got, grunts and angry noises. It broke me. This is the episode that broke me. Uh, it's a very breakable episode. I short-circuited. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy one. It's a heavy one. Okay. The officers also attempted to speak with Jordan Bowers, but she became uncooperative and refused to answer any more questions before returning to the hotel room. Super concerned mother, right? That's so sad. After the police left the hotel, Andrew finally made a call to 911 and finally reported his daughter is missing. More than a year later. Or less than? What were those dates again? December 6th? He just hadn't seen him since December 2020. So, yeah. Yeah. A year. Like, good Lord. The last time the Oakley was seen was February 10th, 2020. Yep. Alive. Confirmed. Uh... And then she wasn't reported missing until December 4th, 2021. That's just insane. It makes my blood boil. After leaving the hotel, the officers headed to the couple's residence. After getting a search warrant approved, a search took place where officers found food, clothing, and bedding for all of the other kids but none for Oakley. That's so fucking disturbing. And just incredibly heartbreaking. Seriously. During the search, blood was found on the blinds and the front door, as well as a handprint on the hall, or a handprint on the wall in the hallway downstairs. Oakley's parents were questioned again, and again Jordan resisted cooperating with the investigation. She was arrested for obstructing an investigation and first-degree manslaughter. During Andrew's questioning, he made a few comments about Oakley's whereabouts and made comments to the effect of Oakley being dead or not coming back for a reunion. Andrew Carlson was also arrested for obstruction and manslaughter. And we're going to get into where the investigators speak to the couple's kids. And this is where it gets even rougher. Uh-oh. Yeah. This is typically where it gets more rough. Investigators then spoke to the couple's other kids. One of Oakley's siblings said that their parents told them not to talk about Oakley with anyone. Another sibling told them that their parents would put Oakley in a closet or underneath the stairwell. They also said that they had seen Jordan beat Oakley with a belt. Which is just not okay. Good lord. The same sibling told investigators that they were worried about Oakley starving. The sibling also claimed that everyone made it out of the fire except for Oakley. Another sibling claimed to have not seen Oakley in a long time and told investigators that Jordan had told them that Oakley had gone out into the woods and been eaten by wolves. That's just fucking insane. And there's like four different conflicting stories in there of what happened to her, the fire, the wolf story, which is like... We don't even have wolves in this part of the state, you fucking dumb bitch. I'm sorry, like, I try to... I try Maybe to... that was just, like, his messed up head just kind of being, like, alleged messed up head just being, like... Her, yeah. You know what, let's give her an honorable death. She died by the way of wolves. Which is fucking ridiculous. Investigators resume... 
Investigators resumed searching for evidence the next day, December 7th, and the Grays Harbor Sheriff's Office released a Facebook post seeking the public's help in trying to bring Oakley home. Some searchers were spotted digging on the property the following day, but these searches did not turn up any further evidence. On December 9th, the Grays Harbor Sheriff's Office announced that Jordan Bowers and Andrew Carlson would be facing charges of abandonment of a dependent person in the second degree. This charge resulted because investigators discovered evidence that they had been withholding medication from another one of their kids for 15 months. Good lord. The medication was vital to Oakley's six-year-old sibling's health, and investigators say that going without it puts her at risk of physical impairment, which could eventually result in death. God damn, that's just, that's cold. The first-degree manslaughter charges against them were dropped around this time. Another extensive search of the family's property took place, including divers and aircraft. By December 12, 2021, a Change.org petition that pushed for new laws to protect foster children had gained over 2,000 signatures. The petition called for a five-point system of support to check in on kids who are returning to their bio parents after leaving the foster system. It also called for mandatory drug testing over long periods of time for families reunited with their children again. The petition would come to a close on December 17th with nearly 7,000 signatures. By December 13th, searches of the 300-acre property and house had come to an end. Two days later, on the 15th, Oakley's grandparents released a, sa a statement saying, The Carlson family have been and continue to be fully cooperating with this investigation. Our only objective is to find our granddaughter Oakley. We're praying that Oakley will be found soon and also for the multitude of good people working around the clock to make that happen we ask that the media respect our privacy during this very difficult time and we do not wish to make any further statement for now thank you jordan and andrew made their first court appearance on december 30th 2021 this appearance in court was over them not providing oakley's sibling with their required medication grays harbor county superior court judge Catherine svoboda found probable cause for one count of abandonment of a dependent person in the second degree against both Bowers and Carlson. Their bail was set at $150,000. The abandonment charges in this case are not directly related to Oakley's disappearance, but Chief Criminal Deputy Jason Walker alleged during this hearing that Bowers and Carlson clearly know what happened to the five-year-old child and they're not saying anything. Both Jordan and Andrew pled not guilty to the abandonment charges when in court. On March 28, 2022, Andrew Carlson was sentenced to 12 months in prison for two counts of endangerment with a controlled substance for exposing his children to methamphetamine. It's like just when you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. You got a missing kid, another one you're holding fucking medication from, and another one multiples have meth in their system. Also, 12 months. I know. Just a year. I know. Which, if you break that up for the two counts, six months each. I know. People get more time for, like, selling drugs to other consenting adults. Yeah. I just... Uh, good, good fucking lord. According to court documents, Oakley's siblings had extremely high levels of methamphetamine in their systems, suggesting that they had either been exposed to the drug or may have even ingested it. On top of 12 months in prison, he was also forbidden to consume controlled substances, including marijuana or THC, without a valid prescription. He also must obtain a chemical dependency evaluation within 45 days of his release, followed up with any treatment recommended, 
and provide proof to the court within six months of his release. The judge, a chemical dependency evaluation for him on September 12th, 2022, saying that if you don't get that, there is simply no hope that you're not going to appear before me again. So basically, get off the fucking meth, you piece of garbage, <laughs> and get your life together. I'm not saying that everyone who's ever done meth or has struggled with addiction is a piece of garbage. But, but this if you, dude is very clearly a piece of garbage. Yes, if your kid goes missing, your kids are exposed to meth, and you're locking, and you're like, they're starving, you're locking them under the stairwell, doing fucking Harry Potter shit. You know what I mean? Like, I. That's what makes you a garbage person. All that shit compounded. Absolutely. Before I get an angry review. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm heated. (laughs) Rightfully so, though. Like I said, this dude is justifiably an asshole. Yeah, like there's there's no getting around it. He's not giving you any information as to like what's going on with the case and neither is his wife or... Yeah, no, the whole thing is just... They both just suck. Yeah, they do. They do. It sucks, and it just it makes me so mad that there are so many people out there who, like, can't be parents for, like, some reason or another, and then these fucking assholes who never deserved that opportunity Mm -hmm. have kids, and then this is how they decide to treat them. I don't get it. I'll never get it. On April 22nd, Jordan Bowers was sentenced to 20 months in prison for two counts of child endangerment with a controlled substance. She actually just left for prison today on the day that we're recording this. Hey, you read that to me before we even started recording, and I was like, hot damn. Bye, bitch. <laughs> she declined to give a statement in court before she was sentenced, probably because she can't read. Just kidding. I made that up. She faced a longer <laughs> sentence because she had criminal history, unlike Andrew. In addition to her 20-month print- prison sentence... Jordan Bowers is prevented from unsupervised contact with non-biological children under the age of 18. Any future contact with her children will be governed by the court in the dependency matters. The judge said that, I'm not saying Bowers can't be at a family function where there's children, but she shall not be the supervisor of those children. Uh, There will be a responsible adult there to take care of them. Where I'm like... I don't think that she should have even been allowed in that context to be around kids, to be quite honest. No, I think I agree with you on that. With both the parents in jail and prison and not talking, it's up to investigators and the community to come together to help find Oakley. As of the time of this recording, she's still missing. According to information on her Charlie Project page, she's a white female, she's three feet tall and about 50 pounds, She has brown hair and brown eyes and, of course, we'll be posting her picture on our social media pages along with this episode. Anyone with information regarding Oakley's disappearance should contact the Grays Harbor Sheriff's Office at 360-533-8765. We hope that Oakley is found and hopefully safe, you know. I don't think that there's great chances for that, being completely honest, but, like... I don't either. Holding out hope. I think about her every day, honestly. Like, listening to to this story earlier, like the fire, I had no, I honestly had not heard of the fire until now. And something about that almost leads me to believe that there was a fire there, Oakley had died in that, and then they hid her death from everything because they knew what was going to happen with the meth charges and blah, 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 blah. I I could totally be wrong on that, and which also could be why they're not talking. There could be way more to it than just that, and that's specifically why they're not talking, which I would lean on that too. I think that that's a really strong possible theory. I also would hate for this to be true, but I think that this case has a lot of hallmarks of familial trafficking. Mm-hmm. 
which would be her family selling her uh, in, in to someone, you know, for I don't want to say why. Um, but yeah, for drug money. There's also the possibility because she was abused and the other children were found with meth in their system that she had an overdose or that yeah. they either neglected or abused her to death. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It really is. It really, really is. There's a really great Facebook page called Oakley Carlson, Oakville, Washington, that has tons of details on the case. Lots of people who are all dedicated to trying to help find Oakley. And um, I think it's been like a really valuable, like, there's a lot of people in there who are trying to make a difference. So I just wanted to give that page a little shout out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to help support our podcast, you can leave us a five-star review, share us with a friend, or follow our Instagram or Facebook at Olympia Oddities Podcast on both. We're always accepting submissions for cases to cover, and if you want to submit an idea for one, you can either DM us on Facebook or Instagram or email us at olympiaoddities at gmail.com. I'm Trista, and you can find my personal Instagram at saloonghost. I'm Steven, and you can follow me at the Steven Ramirez. And until next time, friends.